obviously with the things that are going on with the election, it reminded me about our most recent um, or our last episode with the uh, HR Talk podcast, our guest spot where, um, you know, Ricky asked us our take on, you know, how do you prepare as a leader for the election? And so um, I was listening to that and I thought, it, you know, obviously it'd be appropriate to go back and listen to that advice and then talk a little bit about how that um, has played out. Um, then also just, you know, kind of listen to the episode in, in its entirety and, you know, really have the perspective of, uh, you know, audience member as opposed to somebody that was. Just- mm-hmm. Right about now, you are listening to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast, a show where we discuss living as a leader worth following, leading others to do the same, and in doing so, leaving a legacy for future generations. My name is Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., a learning and development professional and leadership coach, sitting down with my co-host, Anthony Devon Watts Jr., an expert contact center leader that has effectively led and developed dynamic teams with high motivation. Together, we have over 30 years experience in the corporate game. Join us as we discuss our growth as leaders, share the lessons we've learned, and interview others to see how their leadership style was shaped as they were mentored by adversity. Legacy leaders, welcome back to the Legacy in Leadership podcast. Uh, this is episode 21. Congratulations. Hey, Congratulations. We can, we can drink now <laughs> <laughs> on the episode. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Um, man, we are, are, are super excited again about uh, our 21st episode. It's been four months now uh, that the Legacy in Leadership podcast has has been a thing, and not just a thing, but a real thing. Uh, with a community and legacy leaders that are continuing to to listen, to watch, uh, to comment, and, and just show us some love, and that's been that has been cool. Um, so continue to do that for our folks out there, uh, man. We are again. I was congratulating you, Devon, and us as a team. Uh, we are over a thousand downloads now on all major platforms. Uh, so wherever you're at, but definitely uh, on Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, again, whatever platform you typically like to use to listen to us, make sure that you leave us a review. We definitely would appreciate that. Um, we haven't been big on it, but I, I would like to start taking a look at, you know, what is the the top charts look like for leadership podcast and see if we can start climbing those charts just a little bit. Um, we have, we have listeners all around the world, um, you know, and that is, that is pretty astonishing just to think about that. So again, we appreciate you guys uh, for riding with us, leave us a review, Uh, continue to follow us on all social media platforms as well. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at legacy leadership. You can also follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Legacy in Leadership Podcast. Um, Again, follow us, uh, give us some likes and love there as well. We would greatly appreciate it. And then share, share the podcast, share the uh, YouTube video uh, with your friends and family and other folks that you know would, again, get a great deal of being a part of this Legacy in Leadership and Legacy Leader community. Again, we are excited about episode 21. Um, yeah, and just kind of, you know, um, taking a minute to to stop and kind of smell the roses. Um, you know, we're still in infant stages, but uh, it just, it's, it feels good to be able to say, hey, four months later, this is kind of where we're at right now. So um, but how you feeling about the whole situation? Man, I am uh, excited, um, you know, just appreciative. Uh, you know, kind of this journey, what we've been building along the way and um, to hear feedback from, you know, again, other legacy leaders and people who listen to the content. And um, you got people who are the religious listeners and, you know, they've never missed an episode. You even have, you know, some of the folks that are casual and just kind of getting caught up or or catching on to some of the things that we're putting out there. Uh, But I think more importantly than anything, you know, just hearing from, you know, these these leaders um, from all different industries, you know, just connecting and giving us encouragement and feedback and, you know, talking about how some of these things have resonated with them, whether they are brand new to leadership and they're like, man, I needed this. This is putting me on. Right. Or, um, you know, folks who are, you know, um, grizzled vets when it comes to leadership and like, man, these are some really helpful reminders and, you know, just some of the things that you guys are breaking down and, you know, some of the concepts you're sharing with me are actually new. Right. Um, because, you know, I got introduced to leadership, you know, 20, 30 something years ago before some of these concepts even came up, man. I mean, it's just an awesome feeling. So, yeah, like you, man, um, 
I'm just excited. You know, I had to, um, I actually had to take a little bit of time to, you know, go back, go back into the archives. And, you know, um, obviously we've been making trips back and forth between uh, Boca and uh, Orlando from time to time to go see family and just different things that we got going on. And um, I think I was sharing with you, um, you know, occasionally on that, you know, two and a half hour, three hour drive, you know, I'll throw on uh, our pod, you know, um, in the mix with the other podcasts that I listen to and, um, you know, I can tell that we're on to something, um, you know, pretty solid, right? If it can keep the attention of my seven-year-old, mm -hmm. right? While, you know, while he's uh, enjoying the ride, playing on his iPad, you know, he's giving commentary and feedback and asking questions about some of the things that we're breaking down. And, um, you know, more than anything, it's moments like that that really feed my soul, man, because we talk about, like, leaving a legacy. And so, like, he's hearing his pop's words and it's resonating with him. And he doesn't even, you know, completely understand them yet, right? Because he's not in the position to apply them, um, but they're there, right? They're there and that seed is being planted and it'll be awesome to see them watered over these, these next couple of years, man. So, uh, but yeah, so it's funny enough, actually, while I was going back through uh, some of our stuff, um, I also took a chance to go back and listen to um, our guest spot on the HR Talk podcast. Um, and uh, that just had me rolling because Ricky is a character um, and, you know, obviously when you're in his space and uh, not really knowing what to expect and how they necessarily run their show. Um, I don't know if any of our legacy leaders had the opportunity to listen to that. But um, again, it was just it's a full of a bunch of just kind of, you know, insightful, but also just like random funny moments. Mm -hmm. um, and in that, I think we ended up getting asked a question around, you know, how do you prepare as a leader? Or how do you prepare your leadership team for um, what is going to be the inevitable, you know, fallout from the election, regardless of what people, you know, who people voted for supported, mm -hmm. you know, you can guarantee that 50% of the population is not going to be satisfied with the outcome period. Right. And, um, he asked us a question and we gave some advice. And so I thought it would be appropriate to kind of go back and revisit that um, and maybe share that with our legacy leaders who um, didn't get a chance to listen to our guest spot. Um, and then also share with them just, a, you know, like kind of highlights from the episode that really resonated with us as well. So um, I'm looking forward to doing that and kind of go back and doing this rewind um, in just a little bit. Um, but uh, before we jump into that, though, man, just kind of how are you feeling? man? You're, you know, week three in the new job. I know you shared that with our legacy leaders and um, getting acclimated and, and things like that. So you know, have you started to get your sea legs and, you know, learn the lay of the land and just how you feeling overall? bro? Overall, I'm still just very positive, uh, you know. There is less stress for sure, um, but there's a lot to to continue to learn. I'm meeting a lot of new folks, uh, and just you know, it the the cool thing is just the opportunity to to get back to to the the creative aspect of learning and development and getting some new tools that I didn't necessarily have my hands on before, or even maybe have time to really, you know, really dig into them. Um, so I'm excited about that, man. And uh, my new boss is a cool guy and uh, just going through, you know, that, that honeymoon phase and getting to know him and mm -hmm. uh, we're two completely different individuals. That's the beauty of, I think our, our relationship and, and this, this, uh, dynamic duo, you know, that, uh, of a team that we're, we're building and kind of fostering as we move forward. So, um, so it's been good, man. Um, I'm, I've, I've learned a lot already and just, it's, it's opened up my eyes, uh, to a few different things that I just, we didn't necessarily have that type of exposure at the last spot. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's refreshing. Uh, I would, that's probably one of the main words that I've been using to kind of describe my experience so far, somewhat surreal at times, but definitely refreshing. So, um, but yeah, man, so obviously got lots of love for my, my folks, uh, from the last spot and still reach out to people. And that's, I think even one of the cool parts as well is, you know, I have a couple of people that again, in that L and D space and even Steven, who was on my team, um, at the last uh, job and, you know, now I'm just calling them to talk about design stuff. and like, what are you working on? And this is kind of my thoughts and, and just sharing ideas uh, and being able to do that a little bit more freely, you know what I mean? Cause there was just so much other stuff going on. So excited about those things. And again, happy to continue to make waves in a very positive way and just add as much value as I can to, to this new team that I'm on. So, so, so far, so good. Awesome, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean, though. Um, you know, just kind of like you, I say, plugged in with you mm -hmm. know, folks, you know, from, you know, from prior uh, opportunities. And we get to talk a little bit of shop and talk about the industry. But, you know, um, and I guess, you know, it's 
you get a a different level of creativity and just insight because you know you're asking for advice on content maybe that they're not being exposed to mm-hmm. so they're not necessarily constrained by um you know the expectations of the business they're just hearing what you're saying and like oh have you thought about this and then vice versa right you're no longer constrained um by you know being one of the owners of the solution so you can have just kind of that independent eye and just be like hey have you thought about this have you thought about that um and so yeah from time to time i get texts and calls from you know my people my folks just reaching out and you know asking questions and picking my brain and you know vice versa and so i know exactly what you mean man it's it's a different dynamic but it's a it's a cool one it's a refreshing dynamic mm-hmm. uh, for sure so yeah, dynamics uh, are changing. You know, you mentioned uh, Geo listening to the podcast and um, Christian is now down your way, maybe about 15 minutes away from the, the Watts group over there. And, and um, you know, he, on his way going back to Boca, he was like, hey, I got time. So, you know, he, he uh, was going to listen to the next couple of podcasts and episodes <laughs> that we had. So I think, we're, I, th- I think we're slowly getting Chris along um, and, and getting him to be a, a hopefully a consistent listener. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, just the whole thing is just, it's, it's cool with us being able to, to be on other people's podcasts and just continuing to even grow in that community of podcasters uh, and podcast shows. And there's going to be more of that. You know, we're going to continue to have guests on like Ricky and I mean, even the last episode, you know, we have our, our fifth installment of our NBA series, Mentored by Adversity. Uh, I think all of them have just been phenomenal, you know, at this point and um, just excited about continuing, you know, down that path as well and getting more great guests to come on and share their story and their adversity and how they've grown and, and just be able to learn from them and continue to teach our listeners along the way. Um, so all of those things, man, have just been yeah, it's been really, really cool. Uh, and yes, the the time that we spent on HR talk with Ricky Baez was a hoot. So I'm I'm excited to to, to get this rewind going and uh, and talk a little bit about that and share that with some of our listeners that maybe have not heard that particular episode yet. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, um, yeah, I guess then, you know, why don't we uh, go ahead and just kind of hop into it and we'll start off with, you know, kind of the the section where he was asking us a little bit about preparation for the the, uh, outcome of the election. Okay. Um, And then I guess, you know, we'll talk a little bit about how that actually played out, you know, some of the advice that we gave and um, I don't know, just listen in. Maybe there'll be something funny to laugh at. uh, I'm sure. Our responses. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Um, but real quick, though, before I uh, play, press play on this, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity really quick to shout out my barber. Um, uh, you guys know how important the barber is to me, my uh, good barber and my barber. So if you all have been following the Legacy and Leadership podcast and you've been watching us on YouTube, you will notice that over the last series of episodes, um, I, I've been wearing a hat. Right. And it's been very intentional. Right. It's because I'm more committed to making sure I stay uh, faithful to my barber than to let anybody else touch my hairline, right? So I will wolf it out, wear a hat, and look like Dracula with the, um, I got a widow's peak um, that I always end up growing. So I'd much rather look crazy before I let somebody else touch my hairline. But uh, I promise you that I was stalking my barber because he was on vacation in Puerto Rico uh, with his family, and I follow him on Instagram. So um, I'm just like watching him. You know, he's at the beach and he's, I'm just like, ha yeah, cool, bro. That's what's up. Like, where you come back though, man. Yeah. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta put the subtle hints in there. They're like, oh man, that's what's up, man. Like, um, you know, you took that when you were there, like you got to talk in the past tense, right? Like you took that when you were there, you trying to get a feel for like, is he back? Is he back in, in Florida right now? Is he still in Puerto Rico? And then, you know, he told me he's going to be back on the fourth and then he didn't come back to the seventh, like took forever. Right, so I had to wolf it out a couple more days. Um, so again, if you're looking at me now on the, um, the YouTube platform, I got the crispy. You do have the fresh cut. You do have the fresh cut. Hey, I got the crispy. So shout out to Henry Bladed Luxury um, you know, uh, Grooming in South Florida. My boy. Funny enough, I was excited that you had already found somebody so that as Christian moved down there, I knew that he already had a barber that he was going to be able to go yeah. to. Um, that's like... Yeah, that's just like a lot of anxiety and just no. Bro, I, I don't have I don't have to worry about it. Like we know we have a good barber that's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, that he, that he can go to and get the fresh cut. So um, mm-hmm. that's funny. Yeah. At least, at least, let me ask you this question: How did you know that he was on vacation? <laughs> oh, so actually, I gotta commend him. My barber uh, Henry's actually uh, pretty professional. So he actually shot me 
um, a note in advance to say, hey, clients, I'm going to be taking time from this date to this date. So if you need uh, a cut, you need to schedule before or you can schedule after. That's how I was. I honed in on the fourth, right? Because I was planning it out. So I was like, all right, bet I'll get cut up on the fourth. Um, it was cool because that's before we record our NBA series. So at least in our next NBA series, I don't have to have the hat. I'll be looking you know, fresh and we you know, be talking to Jay and stuff like that. Um, but then the bug going to extend his vacation on me. Extend his vacation to the seventh, <laughs> like because he's enjoying uh, enjoying the sand, and mess up my whole game plan. So now I gotta, um, again, for those who've been watching, you gotta see me, you know, uh, rocking my hat um, in a in a house, right? Like in my room. We record at night, right? The only light that is on is you know from like the um, you know the camera rings or the light rings and stuff like that. So like, if you're wondering, like, it's why is he trying to protect his eyes from the sun? No, I'm trying to protect your eyes from this hairline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm good, you know what I mean. But when it's hitting, it's hitting, you know. So um, so yeah, that's how I knew. But I know from firsthand experience that is the exception, not the norm. Most of the time, you just get surprised by your barber that they're they're not here no more. <laughs> yeah, man, man. Hey, I love my boy. Jazz, he's like a literally a friend, a brother. Um, I've known this cat. I mean, he's been cutting Christians here probably about twenty something years now, right? So, um, but yeah, like I go into the barber, like where Jazz at? Oh, he out of town. Like he visiting his family. I'm like, just kind of shoot me a text, man. Like a Bruh. text. You don't have a group text with all of your peoples on there. Come on. Luckily though. The other cat descended, actually, he was cutting my hair like when I was 16, um, a boy in a shockery. Um, you know, he was cutting hair, too, and, and I trust him to cut my hair as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's like you got all these people in there and only one barber. Um, so there was a lot of football being watched on that Saturday um, and just, you know, chilled. I just, all right, I'm going to be here for a few hours and I'll wait. I'll be patient and get my hair cut. Um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. So, yeah, man. <laughs> It's crazy to just get a couple of hours because it really does take that. And like um, the missus doesn't understand that because every time I go to the barber, I got to hear Gabby's mouth like right before I go, you only be gone for two hours. Like it takes like that amount of time. Like it's that amount. Like I pre- I'm not rushing him. I'm not telling him to hurry up so you can rush through my fade like brush being intentional. Yeah. And then this time I took Gio with me. Gio needed a cut, too. So Gio got faded up, too. Um, his cut came out good, and like Gio like, hopped out of the chair, and you know he was looking at himself in the mirror. He's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't like um, how getting my hair cut felt because like he was getting hair over himself. Yeah, he got a lot of hair. He's been wolfing out. He's like, but I love how it looks. You look fresh. I say you look fresh, champ. Absolutely, man. But um, we were going for about three hours, three and a half hours. So, uh, you know, of course, I called Gabby. Like, hey, you need anything while we're heading on our way back? The I guess you can get something to eat since you've been going for three hours. Like, woman, well, I don't. I don't that's what it takes. Like, just let her. She's like, do you like? She's asking me legit questions. Like, do you really think that's acceptable, though? Absolutely, absolutely. He's taking his time. He does a great job with my hair. He did a phenomenal job with Gio's hair. This is, you know, the best fade I've ever received, right, from a, from a, a, a barber. I'm not rushing this man. I got to sit there. I got to talk sports. I got to mm-hmm. watch sports. I got to expose my son to that, you know, so he can just get used to that kind of just that culture and, you know, what it means to just chop it up. We talk. So my barber and I, we talk sports. Um, we talk business. We talk entrepreneurship. We talk politics. Mm-hmm. Like, like, bro, it's just you checking all the boxes. Exactly. It's, it's an experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a whole experience. So, yes, I think it's acceptable. It is acceptable. <laughs> My wife knows, too. She's like, oh, you going at this time? All right. I guess I'll see you. Like, if it's 12, I'll see you at 4 o'clock. I'm like, yeah, she knows what's yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. But those are my friends too. Like I said, I've known these cats for, exactly. for a lifetime. So it's uh it is, yeah, it's a moment, it's an event. Like you said, sometimes it I'll finish getting my haircut and I'll sit back on the couch and keep talking and we just keep watching football. Like we're watching football. It's football season. Yeah, it's, like, football. <laughs> it's football. It's football. And cats are hilarious. So, you know, exactly. uh, the jokes the and people clowning on each other. Um, so I do need to go back in there this weekend because my boy Nishakri, who just cut my hair this last time, he is a Clemson fan. Uh, and while this is not a sports podcast, <laughs> we are talking about watching sports at the barbershop and the fact that my Notre Dame just beat Clemson. And we are now, at least for now, number two in the country. I'm very happy about that. Uh, so, yeah, so he'll have to hear my mouth. 
I sent him some texts over the weekend, and then he's also a, a watch. Well, excuse me, the Washington football team. Uh, he's a fan <laughs> of that group, uh, and my Giants beat them as well. So I sent him a couple of texts, and then finally, like Monday morning, he replies back, laugh out loud. That's all I got from him. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'll see salty. you. I'll see you over the weekend. <laughs> oh, that was that hurt. He was salty. Like, man, don't send me no text messages. <laughs> so we digress. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I'm sorry. I had to ask a question about the barber and holidays and all that kind of stuff. Because no, it's, it, 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 it's a fair question. So the people need to know. People need to know. Right, so, so the rewind HR talk, our episode with Ricky Baez, uh, Baez Code Learning. About to sure. hit it up. Let's go. So, so cultivating that kind of a following really does take some work, right? right? So, so let me put this into perspective. Right around the corner is what? The election. It's coming up in about two or three mm-hmm. weeks, right? November 3rd. 21 Regardless days. Regardless where you fall on the spectrum, you as a leader have to be prepared of what's going to happen on November 3rd and what are you going to do with whatever issue happens on November 3rd when employees come back to work on November 4th. Of course, I'm talking this political climate is really divided, is Mm -hmm. I think from my perspective, I'm not saying this is a fact, from my perspective, I have never seen it this divided. People have have other views, that's fine. From my point of view, it's really, really divided. So I would only have to assume based on what I see in the media, and you gotta take that with a grain of salt, right? Mm Because they all have their own agenda. Based Mm -hmm. on when you see in the media, you have to assume that everywhere else is divided as well. So what the people you see in the media, a percentage of those is represented in the call center, in the office, in the construction site. So you have to expect some kind of turmoil come November 4th. So for everybody, all the leaders out there listening right now, what do you tell them how to get ready for November 4th? Everybody else, no, November 3rd is a big day for a leader who leads an office. November 4th is an even bigger day. What do you tell them? Well, I could start by sharing what um, I've already started to do with my squad. Um, Knowing that the election is, you know, on the horizon and knowing that this climate is definitely charged. I mean, there's no getting around it, right? You have a perfect storm of, um, you know, um, you know, mental health awareness and mental health issues. And then, you know, the pandemic, the lack of connection, and then this, you know, the social injustice issues, right. And then you have already a divisive political climate before the pandemic even hit. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you have to be able to say, look, we need to lean into this. And what I mean by that is it starts with equipping your leaders with being able to navigate that. So we actually uh, pulled all of our leaders together and we had a, we had a call, right? We had a call, um, you know, a WebEx call, Zoom, whatever you guys decide to use, um, where we talked about the company's stance on, um, on, you know, free speech, on um, expression, right? And how do we address, how do we address, um, or what will we decide to address um, when people decide to express themselves. I think the first thing is being able to, to create a space to have that discussion, right? And to be frank with people and to lean into the fact that, hey, it is, a divis- it is divisive right now, right? And everybody has their different perspective, right? Our job is not to police, our job is not to police people's perspectives, right? Our job is to ensure that we are maintaining an environment that is free of, you know, um, hate speech, right, of um, anything that could be, um, you know, considered, you know, know, highly offensive, right, when we're talking about, you know, people's, um, you know, religious beliefs or their ethnicity, Mm -hmm. right, but outside of that, if folks want to come in and they want to wear a, you know, a MAGA hat, if they want to wear a Biden shirt, um, that is their right to be able to do so. Right. That's their right to be able to do so. You may not personally agree with it. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely fine. Right. That is absolutely fine. If somebody wants to come in with a Black Lives Matter you know, hat, you may not person personally believe in that movement. And that's fine. That's absolutely fine. As long as we are not confronting those individuals, challenging those individuals and escalating it to the point that it becomes divisive, um, aggressive and creating a hostile work environment from that that perspective. Now. I will admit that my my group, my business is 
a little bit more, you know, forward thinking, a little bit more progressive, right, in terms of how we approach these these issues and social justice issues and just kind of our view. Um, I know for the longest, to be honest with you, for the longest, a lot of companies have approached these type of discussions with the kind of the, the stance that there is no space for those conversations at all inside of these four walls. And um, I got to be frank that that's a little bit of a, um, a dated approach right when you think when you think about the what you're trying to build and the culture that you're trying to build you want people to to act as people and here's the thing is even if the company has a stance on that you're not um it doesn't mean that you eliminate it just because you have the stance right what's really happening is that folks are finding other like-minded individuals that share similar views and they're still having these discussions but they're having these discussions absent of others perspectives or being challenged. And so you continue to have this type of siloed thinking that contributes to the divisiveness that we experience today, right? And so I think as leaders, we have to have a commitment to being able to create a space where people can be themselves and express themselves in a way that is not, again, um, you know, um, hyper offensive right, hyper-offensive or attacking individuals because of their religious beliefs, their ethnicity, their sexual orientation, all of those things. So, so, Devon. So, let me give you an update on how that actually played out. (laughs) (laughs) Let me give you an update on how that actually played out. Um, So, actually, uh, surprisingly, um, it played out well. I think there's a couple couple of factors, um, obviously, at the time that um, wasn't the case that is now the case that made it a little bit easier to navigate. The first being um, that we were no longer occupying a physical space, mm. right? So now that everybody's going working remotely, that's one less thing that you have to really worry about about policing because you know people are in their bubbles, <laughs> right? People are in their bubbles, uh, for lack of a better term, right? Um, however, it still didn't stop, you know. Um, you know, from people articulating their viewpoints or their perspectives or their desired outcomes for the election um, through some of our, um, you know, instant messaging platforms, just kind of some of the the meeting um, environments, right? Um, As the audience, I think we can all relate to this, as the audience continues to grow and people have a certain level of um, comfort, right, with their team, people are much more transparent. And I also think, being in your own space, um, you know, allows you to, you know, those lines of, you know, I'm at home and, you know, my professional life gets blurred just a little bit. Um, and so, yeah, you had a lot of folks that, um, you know, made no um, qualms about how they wanted the out- the outcome of the election to be. And I think some of those things ratcheted up, obviously, as days went by and we weren't sure about what the final, you know, the final outcome was going to be and how things were going to play out. And um, that tension was definitely palpable. Uh, but what was helpful where, where I take it as a win is on several occasions throughout that week, um, I actually had leaders that reached out to me to ask for guidance on how do they handle this right like how do they handle specific situations like we had situations where um you know somebody expressed just kind of you know dissatisfaction with um how the results were trending um with the results and they kind of uh, uh in the election they made that known um and again i was able to continue to go back to well look our job is to not police per- uh, people's perspectives even if you may disagree with their perspective at the end of the day, even if you have a, you know, um, you've exercised your right to vote and you have a different um, candidate that you want to see prevail at the end of the day, I want to ground you back in did what is anything that they share? Was it divisive? No. Right. Um, Was it, um, was it um, denigrating um, somebody because of their race or their ethnicity or their orientation? No. Okay. So if, if, if at the end of the day, that's that's what it is, um, and it was none of those things, um, then there's no recourse to take, right? There's no recourse to take at that time. Um, and actually, I think what was interesting um, is, you know, I also had a couple leaders that said, you know, when they start, like when they went to start off their meetings, um, 
and you know everybody's waiting for people to hop on the call because that's just how it always is right mm -hmm. no matter when the meeting starts like should we start now let's give it another minute or two somebody said they're going to join they're running over from another one so during that time kind of you know where people are sitting in the waiting room when they start to have discussions just candid discussion how you doing how you feeling and people are starting to have commentary on it you actually started to hear some of these folks that have different perspectives articulate some of the same things which was not necessarily a desire to have um, specifically a certain candidate um you know when even though it was apparent you know kind of where they lied um in terms of their desire but more people were talking about the things that unify us right mm -hmm. and the desire to have um, you know, um, a return to decorum and just ratcheting down kind of the tension and the desire for, um, you know, this country that we love, right, to continue to be successful and prevail. And so um, I was actually, to be honest with you, um, pleasantly surprised because obviously, you know, when you go through the process of, you know, saying, hey, this is how we should handle it that all you know that all works in theory but then when you actually get into the game and you know um you have specific situations and it's no longer rooted in theory it's in like somebody said something and people can't necessarily control the the visceral emotional reaction that they have to certain situations i was concerned that um there could be a possibility of you know these things going left but mm -hmm. um, i'm really really proud to say that um, the team responded well. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of, of the group and how that played out. Um, I still don't think to, to be real, I don't think we've, uh, we've hit the, you know, kind of the, the ideal state of, you know, uh, that healthy, um, you know, you know, friction and open, you know, disagreement and discussion. Um, I think uh, to be honest with you, some of those things, um, won't necessarily happen in a broad environment. Um, but, you know, if you're setting the stage appropriately, you know, I think those type of discussions are happening on a more intimate level, one on one as people build relationships, much like you and I do You know, mm -hmm. before we start recording and we're articulating our perspectives. And, um, you know, we're fortunate in the sense that, you know, for us, you know, we have very similar worldviews, um, you know, um, as men of faith and as, you know, as uh, fathers and you know spouses and and the whole nine. But then again, on other things like, you know, we diverge too. Mm -hmm. and we're able to talk through those things yeah. in a respectful uh, manner. And so uh, my hope is that, you know, some of those conversations were occurring as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with how everything played out, um, to be honest with you. No, it, it, it was good to hear what you just described. And one thing I wrote down as we were listening to the Rewind was, you know, you, you talked about what will we address and how. And it definitely seems like, and that was kind of a simple, you know, tactic. Um, but if you execute it, it seems like it worked out well, not just for yourself, but for other leaders in the organization. Um, and just a good way to go back to, all right, what did we say? The type of things that we were going to address, does it fall into that category? No. And if it does, all right, how are we going to address it? And let's proceed accordingly. Um, yeah, for me, and we talked about it in that conversation as well. Uh, it's just not something that previously was discussed a lot. And even now, um, I will say I, I've, I haven't seen conversations from a broader perspective. But to your point, when you, you know, we talk about that kind of that intimacy, I mean, I've had I have had conversations with my new boss, you know, about it. And, um, you know, more, but even just more so about kind of the the historic perspective uh, of where we're at right now. And for our listeners, we'll give you kind of a little little bit of a look behind the curtain. Uh, you know, we're recording this on the 10th. So this is about, you know, a week or so after the 4th that we were alluding to in, in, in that conversation with Ricky. Um, but just having conversations about how, you know, it's it's been cool to see my daughter, who was a first time voter uh, at the age of 20 and and just seeing her reaction, seeing her go through that process. Um, uh, you and I were just talking again before we started recording. And I was also telling you about another conversation I had with a, a very close friend of mine last night and, you know, how he asked me who I voted for. And you know, he, he was like, is it OK that I asked that? I'm like, of course, like you're my dude. Like, ask me what you want. Like, I'm not, 
there's there's nothing to be angry about. You know what I mean? Um, again, we can agree to disagree at some points and have hopefully a logical you know conversation about that. Um, and I think it's it's okay for for people to still be passionate. Um, just don't let it get to a point where like you, you just shut down and you don't want, you get so angry that you don't want to listen and really hear what the other person has to say. Like, you don't have to agree with it, but just try to hear them out and, and let's have a very civil um, and, and logical and intelligent conversation about where we're at right now. Uh, so there's still some challenges. I've seen that, you know, even in, in my own family. Um, but to your point, I, I definitely feel like we're, we're headed in a much better uh, direction. Um, and my friend that I was that I was talking to last night, he was even telling me another story about him at um, getting his hair cut, and um, the the lady that was cutting his hair, I think she asked him, you know, who he was voting for, and they had a quick conversation. And then there was another lady, uh, hairstylist there, and she was like, "I can't believe, you know, that she asked you that." And it was like, "Why not? Like, it's okay." Um, and if, again, if we don't agree, that's fine too, but let's, let's talk about it and let's learn more about each other and the people that we spend, that we trust to cut our hair or, you know, that we spend <laughs> most of our time with that work. Um, I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a positive thing that, uh, again, that, that's still a long way to go, but that things are improving in that respect. Yeah, actually, you know, as I kind of just listen to us kind of talk about this and, you know, share our experiences, you know, the thing that I... I keep coming back to, um, you know, from a leadership perspective, like the real lesson in all of this, right, is, you know, being able to embrace healthy friction. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, for us as leaders, and I think maybe that's where, it's, where we're in a little bit more of a comfortable space than maybe most, right, because we've had to, over our careers, have those conversations with individuals that do not think or do not believe the way that we believe and not necessarily, you know, always rooted in maybe our personal worldviews, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, whether it's they do not agree in the direction of the organization, they do not agree with the decision that we've made, and the passions that arise from those type of discussions and being able to have the reps of navigating that and not allowing the passions to drown out the the message and being able to listen and put yourself in that person's shoes to understand where they're coming from while still holding true to your perspective if it makes sense and you can articulate it you know um uh, as such um, i think that that just puts us in a, a different position of strength than maybe most and so i can understand why people would have you know kind of some apprehension around broaching discussions like that or you know whether it's you know talking about politics talking about um religious worldviews mm -hmm. um you know talking about uh you know even you know um you know finance you know financial perspective yeah. you know, just discussions around that um and to your point um you know you know as you build as you continue to build relationships with individuals they start to become more comfortable in having those type of discussions. But for us, um, that comfort level to some extent is always there because we know that our rationale is rooted in something that we truly believe in, our values that we can stand behind. And even if you don't necessarily disagree with it and you can be passionate, as long as you're not getting disrespectful, I'm willing to hear you out, mm -hmm. even if I don't necessarily agree with that perspective. So yeah, to your point, I had a, like I said, a very robust discussion, like I shared with you, with my, with, um, my barber. Um, from everything about sports, where we have different perspectives on sports takes, um, to again politics and business, and you know, um, entrepreneur, you know, uh, being an entrepreneur, and just kind of those discussions, and it's those type of discussions that are helpful in moving, you know, moving the community forward, right? Moving the community forward, um, helping people um, get exposed to different stories, and actually, you know, I'm reminded of our last NBA session with Jay and the work that he's doing with Rise to highlight these stories and be able to um, expose people to the stories of these creatives and these stories of these individuals that maybe, you know, come from disadvantaged neighborhoods that have gone off to be successful and the power of him being exposed to a man's story set him on a different trajectory in his life. You know, it's about 
exposing people to stories. And so through those discussions, through the discussion I had with my barber, through the discussion you had with your friend, through the discussion that we've been able to have with our team members, right? People are getting exposed to our stories, to the things that we value, to the things that shape mm -hmm. us, to the things that mold us. And these may be stories that they never got exposure to before. And so they never even thought to think about these, these subjects through that lens. We often make, you know, decisions around where we land, um, you know, you know, from a leadership perspective, what we value as leaders, what we value politically, what we value religiously, what we value financially, all these things from the lens of our own experiences and absent of other people's stories and experiences, it's hard to, you know, take off those glasses and put on a different pair. Um, and so, um, you know, I can just definitely, like I said, attest to, um, the power in stories and the power as a leader to be able to navigate those discussions as well and have those difficult conversations. Power well set. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So um, I know that that was, you know, somewhat heavy, but not all of the episode was, um, you know, that have that heavy. No, it's, not at all. It's, it's classic Ricky, classic Ricky, Ricky and classic uh, HR, you know, HR wants to talk to you about policies and then they want to also, um, goof off and be some of the most inappropriate people, even though they're responsible <laughs> for maintaining professionalism. Um, and so, uh, actually, one of the things that really uh, threw, me, threw me off, which I think would be uh, pretty cool uh, to take a listen to, is that damn Florida man story. Like, what was that about? <laughs> Uh, I was just like going back and listening to it. I'm just cracking up laughing. I'm like, where did he get this from? <laughs> That's what I want to. Yeah. How much research did they put into finding these stories? Um, which I, I just thought was pretty cool. I don't even think he told us Well, he gave us kind of a little heads up, but just not necessarily. I mean, I've heard some of his podcast episodes, but I just didn't know what to expect. Um, I just thought overall again, from podcasters right and having our own show it was just cool to see again another show and another host and, and how they do their thing so and it was funny yes very funny all right so we got to play this for the listeners we got to let them listen to the florida man story um and hear the nonsense that we heard uh and then also hear how we responded to it because one of the things that i can appreciate is um you know, not just in this episode, but um, even as I go back and I listen to the other things that that, that we've uh, produced, um, the authenticity, and we talk about the authenticity as a leader, mm -hmm. right? The authenticity is absolutely there. Um, and you can just get genuinely us in our reaction to like, like, what the hell? Like, well, how would I, like, this is how I would handle this, right? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, again, just us being goofballs. And so um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. So I want to make sure that I play that for our audience. So we're going to jump into that now. Let's go. Even the intros, it's him and JCR trip, bro. They are. With some things, there could be a man, there could be a woman, either from Florida. These are your Florida stories. <laughs> <laughs> this was like right before i believe halloween when we recorded that too so i think he was trying to be extra spooky he has a phenomenal uh like radio voice as you like uh talk show host radio voice like um you know kind of that off-screen voice that like it does a good job in right conan or david right <laughs> oh snap he does a good job but you know and, and um i know i i I was joking around with Jimmy last week because I'm like, dude, everywhere I walk, I wanted you to go ahead and do the intro for me, right? Just, but I told JC the same thing a long time ago when we hung out back in the day, and he used to do that, that very same thing, <laughs> just out of nowhere at a Hooters. It was a blast. Awesome. It really was a blast. <laughs> All right, no, for this, for for this story, this is actually a clip. This is from Florida Orlando News Six Channel Six. Check it out. County man finds himself behind bars. Deputies say he pulled out an AR-15 on a census worker. The victim told deputies he heard a shot fired as he walked off the property. News 6's Lauren Korn has the body cam video of the arrest. 
said, sir, you're trespassing. I said, did you not just see that sign you walked past? I'm a U.S. Census employee, and I've just had a gun pulled on me. Deputies put the cuffs on 32-year-old Michael Cooper on Monday who's accused of pulling a gun on a census worker for trespassing on his property. The census worker saw the homeowner sitting on the porch, entered through an open gate, and tried to explain to the uh, homeowner why, in fact, he was there. Authorities say Cooper went inside and returned with an assault-style rifle, demanding him to leave. After they left, I fired one round because I don't keep... I don't keep loaded firearms in my house. Were they on the property when you fired the round? No. But authorities say not only did he fire a shot before the census worker left, he pointed the gun at him. As the census worker turned around to retreat from the property, that the homeowner actually raised the rifle with the barrel of the gun at the census worker's back the entire time as he followed him off of the property. Cooper told deputies he had no idea the man was a census worker. Government employee, that's all he said. Okay. All did, he said. Okay. Did you see the sign on the front of his truck that said he was with? No, there's census. no signage on his truck. Not only did we see the, the placard on the truck and we saw the lanyard, but we have two independent witnesses that also said that it was very clearly and easily identified. The sheriff's office tells me even though this man had no trespassing signs on his property, federal workers are allowed to go anywhere postal workers go. They can, in fact, disregard that no trespassing sign to enter the property. But deputies say if someone tells you to leave their property, it's best you should or could turn into a similar situation. We just don't know that the census worker got enough warnings from the homeowner before the homeowner decided to retrieve a weapon. Cooper is now charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. I didn't I didn't know that a federal employee can go anywhere that a postal worker can go. That's uh I didn't know that neither. Here's the part that got me. When the cops were asking him did he identify himself, anything like that? And he said, Well, all he said was a government worker. That's it. And the cops like, oh, okay, stop. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's IRS. I don't know. <laughs> you need to back up off my property, property now. now. <laughs> Let me tell you, man. It's look. I love where I live. I really do. I know we get a bad rap because of situations we do. like this. Um, I haven't been shy about my my Second Amendment right. I do yep. own weapons. Um, if and I do want people to to be able to own them if it's done responsibly. Responsibly, absolutely. This cat got, got a, he got arrested. Um, I just can't believe that they, they, he just decided to just raise the weapon, fire at the guy after he identified himself as a government Sense worker. worker. <laughs> and I learned that too. Also, Devon, that I didn't know they can go wherever a postal person can go. That I didn't know. Mm -mm. But even then, if you say, get out my property you better leave unless you know it's a cops and they got to be there right. for that so um, from a leadership perspective you see the story and you see this is one of your top leaders oh no <laughs> all right so hold on, before we go <laughs> oh no right, yeah because we can't even like you see how the absurdity of this question and like ricky wanted to try and, so like how would you handle this as a leader bro what are we talking about <laughs> So what's crazy to me too is because at the time when we were recording this, right, we didn't get the benefit of seeing the the actual news clip, mm -hmm. right? We just got to hear the audio. This is my first time actually looking at the news clip, right? Like seeing the overlay of the news clip, and bruh, the guy looks exactly how you would think he would <laughs> he would look like based off of this this story. <laughs> Uh, uh, I am cracking up laughing because I'm seeing him talk to the sheriff officer and uh, my man uh, looks like he has on three different types of camo like three <laughs> like he wants to be hidden hidden um, <laughs> the most the most glorious mullet <laughs> the most glorious mullet and like I think the thing that I missed completely to be honest with you Again, before we end up answering this, like, you know, how would we handle if this was one of our leaders? The thing I missed completely was that the news story said that bro was sitting on the porch, seeing the census worker. The census worker walked in. Hey, I, I want to holler at you real quick about the census. He left the porch, went inside, <laughs> then got the gun, then came outside. <laughs> It's not even like, bro, like the census worker made it to your door, knocked on the door, you opened it, and it was like, what the hell? <laughs> right, and get off my porch. It was like, you saw him as clear as day. Like, and you had time to calculate 
Yeah, I think I'm going to go inside and get this weapon. <laughs> and load up my weapon. I think he said he didn't keep his weapons loaded. So loaded up the weapon and then goes back outside. Oh, the absurdity, man. Like, it was, again, to your point, I think the cool thing, right, is, you know, being on other people's pods, you're, you're not necessarily sure how, uh, how, they, how they run or how these things are going to flow. This one, I'm not going to lie to you, it caught me completely off guard, but it was very hilarious. It, it did. And he says, not even just one of your leaders, but like, what if this was one of your top leaders? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, bro, yeah, <laughs> actually, I think, hold on, I, we got to play. I I'm about to say, go ahead point, and hit play, yeah. There's a point in here where he, 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 like, and this is just classic, like, HR, or I don't even call it HR. This is classic uh, gotcha journalism. That's what I'm going to call it, gotcha journalism. Because I think he tries to paint you into a corner on on the decision like without letting you decide when he's talking about what if this one of your top leaders so we're gonna play it we're gonna play and listen what he has to say (laughs) that's the first thing i'm thinking like oh no well i'm one i think one i think um you know they say there's three sides to every story i don't think we really heard the real dialogue between him and the census worker Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, I think it really went more like, hey, I'm you know I'm with the government with the census. We need to know how many people live here, uh, and the Florida man responded like, there's 16 of us, me and this AR-15. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then proceeded to to pull barrel on him. So, um, <laughs> so uh, for for me again if i hear that i'm immediately there's two things that go through my mind because i don't have the answers is oh lord and then it'll be in you know if we were still working together let me call ricky <laughs> ricky hey, this is what's going on man <laughs> here's what's going on i'll be like i already know i saw it too <laughs> he lives next to me i heard the shots i'm the one who called the cops <laughs> <laughs> yeah people be tripping so, Jimmy, what if this was your right-hand person? What if this was your second-in-command at your organization? What I mean, what, yes, you call HR, right? I say, you know what? We got to fire him. And you're like, no, I want to keep, keep him. All right. I'm stop he, right he's there. just telling me what I'm going to No, Ricky, I want to keep this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, you know, I, so that's what I'm calling gotcha journalism, right? Like, <laughs> like he gave you a whole scenario where you already gave an answer that doesn't align with what you would say as a leader. Like, no, Ricky, I really want to keep this guy who's shooting at at uh, random federal employees. He's my he's my right hand top guy. <laughs> oh, Ricky, I think actually you immediately shut him down. Hold on, we got. I'm not saying you will say that. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy's like, hold on, why, 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 why are you automatically saying that? Put words in my like, mouth. <laughs> like you caught it. I did that on purpose because I'm like, let me see if it follows through with it. He's nah. Like, do that. All right, I got you. Yeah. I mean, decision making is important for any leader. And uh, again, like Devon said, you know, there's uh, three sides to the story, right? But, um, Based on what I've just heard, uh, I don't know that that was the best decision made. And if you're going to be um, quick to uh, react in situations like that, especially in in a manner where you're threatening deadly force, uh, I don't know that I really want you on my team. Um, Again, it's just it's just not good decision making uh, from my perspective. I mean, if nothing else, right, because, you know, it could play out that there was more to the story and the yeah. incident escalator. Right. But if nothing else, like it, you're you're at least suspended until this all gets figured out. Oh, yeah, for course, sure. Right. Like I can't have you back here um, now. Look, if if, you know, you go to court and everything ends up coming back that you operated well within your rights, then absolutely. We have a space for you. Right. We have a space for you with the organization. Um, but if it comes to light that that's not the case then the business has to make a different decision. Um, but I think to your point too, Jimmy, just, you know, the decision-making and um, other things like that. I mean, hell, I would hate to, you know, I would, I would have second thoughts about like, man, if I got to deliver a, a disciplinary action. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like, yeah, hold on real quick. Just stand up. Let me just, I want to do, 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 do. I just want to talk to you. Do, 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 do. Jimmy, so I, I gotta stop it there but yeah man like that just had that had me dying like the fact that ricky would even try like paint you in that corner and for so for our listeners if you guys um if you guys are watching on youtube 
Um, you know, Jimmy has some very distinct facial expressions <laughs> when he doesn't agree with something. <laughs> and so, so I'm watching, I'm, I'm watching this now. And as soon as he said it, bro, your eyebrows, <laughs> your eyebrows clearly gave up. What the hell? <laughs> like, the hell I will. Like, <laughs> classic Jimmy, man. Classic Jimmy. I'm just bro. playing with you. I want to see if you were going to go with it. I'm like, whatever, Reggie. <laughs> don't put that on me ricky bobby exactly <laughs> um but actually there was something in there that um yeah i think interesting enough i don't think we necessarily have um at least talked ex extensively about it from a leadership perspective um <clears throat> and even here we touched on it just a little bit right but it's not like we actually did a, a um, an entire pod on it right but around decision making and like the mm -hmm. art of decision making, the importance of decision making, um, and it, you know, if you really think about it, at the end of the day, gosh, it was crazy. It's actually crazy because you know um, I know we mentioned earlier, you know, kind of staying plugged in with folks and people reaching out. The real value that we represent as a, as leaders, um, at the end of the day, the real reason why they are. Um, you know, we're compensated the way that we're compensated and, you know, we're entrusted the way we're entrusted is because we've demonstrated time and time again, our decision-making to be solid to mm -hmm. be on point. Um, and decision-making is a skill that you can actually refine over time. So it actually may be good for us to eventually, um, you know, do a, a, a pod um, talking specifically about the art of decision-making, the art of the, the decision um, and the decision-making. <clears throat> but um, we got something for that. For our legacy yeah, for leaders sure. yes <laughs> but um this specifically like that's exactly what it came down to right like not not you using discernment and even in this situation again where like i get it you know um as much as we rag on the florida man i'm a florida boy um by heart um and so i i have certain things about me and my pops you know being in law enforcement um in my entire life he's raised me with just kind of a a certain tilt and how I view things. Uh, and so I am the type of person that's who the hell coming up to my, my dome, my property. Right. <clears throat> but I have enough discernment and decision-making to know I'm not going to go pull barrel, um, on somebody, uh, uh, at all. But, um, I think you were touching on it, man. It is, is, is extremely important, you know, from a leadership perspective, just the importance of decision-making, um, and being well, able to, to, to make the right decision. Yeah. He like shot one off in the air. Like why? Why would you do that? It just makes no sense at all. So, um, and if that was one of my top leaders, <laughs> I would have told him the same thing, bro. Like that just made no sense at all. I don't know what's wrong with you like, on that day. What are you doing? <laughs> like, like, what were you doing? Were you not thinking? Like, I don't know if we're going to be able to have you work anymore. We'll see. The law will decide. The law will decide. Until then, yeah, I'm gonna need your badge. Um, you're on. You're you're on suspension. Um. Uh, but yeah, I like that actually. Um, now I'm thinking about it. We absolutely, you know, should give our legacy leaders, uh, um, you know, some content when it comes to decision making. Um, yeah, we'll have to. Uh, we have a couple of things, so we're gonna have to poll our legacy leaders out there and uh, get some more feedback. On um, we definitely got content for decision making, but I'm also curious to if we were going to, you know, let's say create some type of e-learning course for people to be able to consume content and information from us in other ways like what's what's that one topic that they would really really love to to kind of get that information from uh first we've talked about a lot of different things so um so yeah we'll have to poll and if you're listening and watching go ahead and leave something in the comments right now we definitely appreciate that yeah absolutely 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 man so all right, so um, so we talked a little bit about the the crazy uh, Florida man. Was there anything else just you know from our our time with the uh, HR Talk podcast that stood out to you? Um, I'm trying to think of what else we. I mean, we there was another situation that we another news report uh, that he played for us as well, um, which still definitely hit home. It was about, um, you know, a I don't know if she was an HR rep. I think she was. Mm -hmm. Uh, but making a decision on on some folks coming back from overseas uh, and her decision to basically not let them work and how the company dealt with her decision. Again, talking about decision making, 
but their decision to basically fire her. Uh, and then, you know, the, the lawsuit that I don't know if it was already started or sure was coming uh, because of, uh, you know, their decision. Um, so I, I think overall it was, you know, it was just interesting to, to see the, the different flow of the podcast itself. Uh, you know, I learned a lot from Ricky uh, on, um, when he was with us on our podcast and even just, you know, <laughs> I guess learning from him in this particular episode, more so from the the podcast host perspective. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it was just it was a funny episode. It was, um, again, interesting to even see our our takes and our responses kind of on the spot as we're both listening you know to these stories at the same time uh real time and um even getting his questions and how he's trying to pose these questions to us so um for sure man what i will say yeah what i will say is um to your point it was cool to just kind of you know see our responses in real time and listen to one another and um for our legacy leaders if you go back and you actually listen to the episode in its entirety because we also talk a, a bit about um, you know, what led us to start the Legacy and Leadership podcast and the community that we're building and um, what you guys as our listeners um, and as a part of our community mean to us mm-hmm. and what we're hoping to, you know, to be able to leave um, long term, you know, for not just the community, but also our families. Um, the thing that I keep coming back to, man, is just the the, the authenticity um, is there it's just how genuine um, we are in that mission and very sober eyed from that perspective and um, to bring it kind of full circle and talk about, you know, where we're at now to where we started. Um, again, we, we started with a vision on what we're building on what, you know, what we hope to build the community we hope to build, you know, we hope to build um, and connect with and we didn't know if we were going to have you know, one listener or if we were going to end up having, you know, like you said, you know, well over 2000. Um, now, you know, between YouTube and, um, you know, uh, all of the DSPs, um, you know, we didn't know if we were just going to get people that, you know, were in our media family that would take a listen to, you know, kind of what we're sharing, you know, versus where we're at now, where we have, you know, people, you know, all across the country, um, all across the world, you know, people in Canada, shout out to our Canadian listeners, shout mm-hmm. out to Australia listeners, mm-hmm. shout out to our India listeners, shout out to um, those in the UK that are listening to the pod, shout out to our Germany listeners, um, right? Shout out to our Mexico listeners. Yes. Um, and then, you know, and then shout out to um, obviously, you know, those listening, you know, whether you're here in Florida, California, you know, Virginia, you know, Chicago, Oregon, um, Colorado, wherever you're at, um, shout out to you guys. Because, you know, we had no idea, you know, what the reception would be, right? But we knew what we were building. Um, and we knew that if we were going to be, if we, you know, remain authentic, remain genuine in who we are, rooted in our mission, and we attracted like-minded leaders, especially for our MBA session, who are also genuine and authentic, that we would attract, you know, we would attract the same in this community. Um, and that has been proven um, tenfold. And you know, when you go back and you listen to Jay's episode, or you listen to Ricky's episode, or you listen to Day's episode, or you listen to Shav's episode, or you listen to Judge Laurent's episode, um, you know, one thing that's apparent is just how authentic they are, how genuine they are as them. And if there's anything that you guys get from this pod, if you walk away with any message out of all the things that we've been, you know, sharing with you over these past 20 episodes. Um, of knowledge and tactical skills and all that stuff, the one through the one, um, you know, thread tying it all together is about being authentically you. Um, And we even talk about that a little bit on the HR Talk podcast. But again, it's about being authentically you. Every single one of these leaders from different industries with different, um, you know, experiences and worldviews and stories, the one thing that they all have in common, whether they are, you know, you know, media moguls or, you know, recruiting, you know, entrepreneurs or, um, you know, spiritual leaders or, um, you know, judicial leaders. All right. One thing that all these individuals have, <clears throat> excuse me, have in common is that they're genuine, they're authentic. Um, and if you master that and you hold firm to that as a leader, um, you're going to be able to not only live um, as a leader we're following, but lead others to do the same and leave a legacy for generations to come. Amen to that. 
Um, can't ever said any better, man. I, yeah, authenticity is, like you said, something that we hold, uh, I think, true to ourselves. Um, and I, I hope that that's what, at this point, you know, 21 episodes in, uh, what our listeners truly have gotten. Like, we're just going to continue to be ourselves. Um, we're going to continue to grow in that process as we're growing as men, as we're growing as leaders, uh, as spouses, as fathers. Um, we're going to keep bringing that to our legacy leaders uh, and, and just, you know, keeping it real, as they say. But in all honesty, like just being ourselves and being true to, to who we are and the evolution of us. And, you know, it'll be awesome, um, God willing, you know, that we're able to be able to to have these same kind of look backs on our 121st episode and 221st episode. And for all of our legacy leaders, again, around the world who are riding with us um, to be able to, to see that growth as well and to see these different experiences. Um, and we have, we have some plans, man. It, it started off, uh, you know, as, as one thing, which we're, we're staying true to, to this medium and to this platform. <clears throat> But we have a lot of other things that uh, we would love to be able to continue to bring to our community. So, um, yeah, just continue to, to be on the lookout, you know, for uh, for those those additional things uh, that uh, we'll be bringing to you as we continue to help educate our folks out there uh, on things that we've experienced and tell more stories. Right. Because it's all about telling stories as well um, and continue to give you the type of content and, again, tactics and tools uh, and inspiration that you're looking for and that you want to continue to be able to grow as a leader yourself. Uh, so stay tuned. In order to stay tuned, you have to be dialed in. Right. So that means you have to be subscribed to the channel. You have to make sure that you've selected to, to get these podcast episodes downloaded on your favorite platform, whichever one that is. It doesn't really matter because we're on all major platforms. <clears throat> I still love saying, hey, Alexa, play the Legacy and Leadership podcast episode, yada, 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 and just hearing that. So if you have an Alexa, you can also listen to us very easily uh, on that device as well. Uh, continue to leave comments, continue to, to like, to subscribe to the channel. Uh, again, if you're on YouTube, hit that alert button. We have more videos that we're going to, we're going to have more bonus episodes uh, and some additional learning content that again, slowly but surely you'll start to see uh, pop up on the YouTube channel and bonus episodes on the podcast. Uh, so make sure that you're you're ready to be alerted for those things as well. Um, and then again, follow us on all of our uh, different social media platforms. Uh, you can follow us at Legacy Leadership on Twitter and on uh, Instagram. Uh, we're also on TikTok. I have a lot of videos on there, but I actually posted one the other day and starting to grow there as well. So if you're on TikTok, you can follow us there too. Uh, on Facebook and on LinkedIn at the Legacy in Leadership podcast. Uh, a lot of different social media platforms, wherever you're at, wherever you want to be, wherever you like to spend the most time, we're there. Uh, so follow us, like, follow, subscribe, all that kind of good stuff. We greatly appreciate that. And then share, share the episodes, share the videos with your folks, with your friends and family. And again, other folks that you know would uh, continue to gain value and would like to be a part of this Legacy Leader community. Man, we got swag, we got sweaters, we got mugs. Uh, we have, man, we just got, we got more coming for you. Again, it's the goodness that is the Legacy and Leadership <laughs> podcast. Um, so, man, this has been uh, an amazing, obviously, you're uh, a, you know, not just a good friend, but you're like a brother to me, man. So um, thank you for being who you are in my life and what you've been over the last several years. Um, and for looking out for my son out there in Boca as well and hooking him up with the barber uh, and, and just checking him out, making sure that uh, my boy Christian is okay. So shout out to Christian. Hopefully you listen to Pops and Devon on the podcast. Um, so to all of our legacy leaders out there, I hope that you enjoyed the rewind. Uh, until next time, again, this is Jimmy Gonzalez Jr. along with my boy, Devon Watts Jr. God bless and stay encouraged. You have just listened to the Legacy and Leadership Podcast hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you, and we hope that you live, lead, and leave a legacy worth remembering. Until next time.